0: It's not because things are difficult that we don't dare. It's because we don't dare that things are difficult. That is a quote from Seneca. He was a first century Roman philosopher. Sit with that for just a second. Do you agree with that? Do you feel as though the daring is often more difficult than the doing? I think I've always believed that but more so after having had my conversation with Kara. You're going to hear Kara talk about some real changes that she made. And while some of the steps were indeed difficult, it seems clear that what took more courage was the daring. I'm just going to leave it at that. It's a long, in-depth, interesting conversation I have with Kara Batar, and I hope you enjoy it. Well, Kara, thank you for being here. Our conversation yesterday made me want to, to do this right away. So I'm going to leave it to you. Could you just introduce yourself? Tell us what you do, but more importantly, why you love doing it?
1: Yeah, well, thank you for having me. I'm super happy to be here. And it was so nice to get to talk to you yesterday. You. Uh, so my name is Karen Nicole Batar, and I'm currently an optimization coach, and I'm a kundalini yoga teacher. And I'm a former attorney. So I used to be a corporate litigator at one of the largest law firms in the Southeast. But now this is what I do. And why I love it... I think because ultimately I love this because I really think it's an expression of who I am. There you go. Yeah. And so I think there's like so many different ways we can serve other people and help other people and benefit other people. And so I don't think like that's just the only reason I love it. I really do think like this is a clear expression of who I am, of like my own gifts and talents. And it's, I believe... Kind of structured in a sense to do i don't think like we're kind of locked into things but i do think that we have our own gifts and talents and i think this is something that's kind of like right up my my alley to do
0: you know it's interesting over the past couple of years we'll just say a couple of years because who knows how long it's been that we've been locked up but um, <laughs> <laughs> we've heard we've heard the term pivot well it's time to pivot to the point that it's almost overused but when i heard what you said and what you what i heard what you did it was truly a pivot so for instance me a photographer i was limited how close i could be with my clients and so i started doing video remotely well that's kind of a pivot but it's more of a shuffle right it's kind of doing the Mm -hmm. same thing but what you did is so totally different and yet the way you described the the service part, how that was similar, but it still didn't touch you the way the way you needed to for your growth. So before we go further, I think the caveat is really important, the way you described working for um for the, the office that you did. Because most of us are going to think of the whole like, oh, you know, the money grubbing, heartless. But what was it like for you just working with them?
1: So I, I worked at a big firm and we, we did work a lot for sure. I worked for a big corporate law firm and one of the things about big corporate law firms is they do have a lot of money. They use that money to better the community and to do a lot of pro bono work. I did a lot of pro bono work when I was at the firm and I worked um, with victims of domestic violence. And in fact, I did so much of that work that they eventually named me leader of the, our pro bono domestic violence project. And so it was actually quite a big project that we had at the firm. We actually did quite a bit of that work. It didn't, it didn't feel like cold to me. It didn't feel meaning, like it didn't feel like it was meaningless in the sense that like we did all this pro bono work and then also, too, like, I really liked my colleagues. Mm. I really respected them. They were such good, kind, dedicated people. They really were. And I felt I felt like I respected them. I felt respected and appreciated by them. And so, you know, I'm at this big firm, and I feel like I'm in this job and I'm in this place where I should be happy.
0: <laughs> and that's the thing that I think is so interesting. And that's why I wanted you to describe what it was like there. The fact that you liked, you could like where you were, but it still didn't serve you as you were serving others. And when I read that in your bio, I thought, there are a lot a lot of people that I think are going to relate to this. So there you were, you were successful. You were doing a good job with people who were good at their job and good to you. And yet there was that, I don't know if void is too dramatic, but there was something lacking. How difficult or easy was it to face up to that lack, given how enjoyable the environment was?
1: Yeah, so it was incredibly difficult. It's just, it was just, it was incredibly, incredibly difficult. Like I was doing this work that I, on paper, it looked really meaningful. And I actually believe it was meaningful work. I believe it benefited people. I believe that firm benefits a lot of people. But it was like, even like I'd have these, you know, domestic violence cases. And after the cases, people would be like, the, you know, our clients would be like, thank you so much. You helped me so much. You know, and it was like, I just felt... I felt nothing. I just didn't feel good and I just wasn't happy. And I kept just telling myself, like, no, you should be happy. (laughs) You planned and worked your whole life for this, you know? I mean, I, and I did. I, when I was in middle school, I walked around with Harvard Law sweatshirts on. I mean, I was like, (laughs) I was going to go to law school in like middle school. And um, I did. I went to Duke. I went to like a top law school and I went on a scholarship. So.
0: Congratulations. That's very impressive.
1: Yeah. Thank you. And I. I published while I was there and I did what I thought was meaningful work while I was there when I was kind of doing that. And, you know, but even law school, I wasn't, I wasn't happy in law school. And so, but I just kept telling myself, like once I make it as an attorney, then I will be happy then. And my life will feel meaningful then and I'll feel fulfilled then. And so I did, I made it as an attorney and I I got a job at this big firm and, you know, they paid me really well. And I had this like, beautiful house. And I had like the beautiful wardrobe and I had like the, I had the respect of my colleagues. I had the respect of, you know, people that I felt like I had the respect of people that I met generally, um, because of what I did. If
0: I may interrupt success. So from the outside, I'm, I'm certain anyone who saw you would say she's such a successful woman.
1: Yes, absolutely. I had everything that I thought I wanted I had everything that I thought was going to make me happy. And yet I wasn't. Mm. It was so deep in me, this feeling of like, kind of, that my life was meaningless or that I wasn't happy. It was so deep in me that eventually it just got to the point where I was just like, something has to give here. Mm. I have to change something. I'm not, and, and again, and the interesting thing is, when I did left my job, when I did finally leave the job, most people that I worked with, they were kind of shocked, because if you'd have just talked to me, or seen me on the street, or even worked with me, you would not have known how unhappy.
0: Oh, interesting. I was interesting.
1: I did not. I, I did not. This was not something that people knew about. It wasn't like it was just walking around. The front like, oh, Kara is so unhappy here. Or I definitely. It wasn't something that I really. I definitely didn't put it out there. <laughs> was
0: that because you had invested so much in this goal and you had reached it? And so you you kept thinking, I should be happy? Or was there this feeling of guilt that was looming? Why, why did you feel the need to, I guess, protect others or keep others from how you were genuinely feeling?
1: Yeah, I think I just, I would have been in the wrong to feel that way. Mm. You know what I mean? Like what would, why, why should I feel that way? It seems like it almost seems like based on everything that I was taught and everything that I was told about life, that's a very illogical way okay. to feel.
0: How did you allow yourself to face, to face it and help other people face it with you?
1: It, it took a lot. I mean, it did, it took a lot. And when I, it was just like, I got to the point where I just knew something absolutely had to change and the biggest thing in my life seemed to be my job so i thought it was that thing that was the thing that needed to change part of me was just like what will i ever do if i leave this job but then part of me was like oh give me a couple weeks away from this job and i'll feel so much better <laughs> you know what i mean so it was right. it was this kind of conflict
0: right and you know i think that that is another thing that is so relatable to people because if regardless of what our job is If we are good at it, that becomes our identity, even if we never intended for that. Even if it's just, I'm just going to do this until something better comes along. If we're really good at it and then we step away from it, well, then who are we? Who are we then or who are we going to be? And what will people think? Mm -hmm. What will people think? So, yes, yes, I do understand what you mean and especially it would seem as though it's magnified even more because in internally this was a goal it wasn't mm-hmm. just external pressure right but from within so if i understand what you're saying is you knew something had to change but even at that point you didn't recognize this is not the path for me you just realized something is not cool here yeah okay
1: you know we're we're kind of told you know follow this path like get the get the good degree or go to the good school and get the good job and make the money and it's like we're we're very much taught like these external things are the things that are going to make us happy these external things are the things that are going to give us value and worthiness and so you know I was in this very confused state of kind of like well I have all of that why aren't I happy like why don't I feel good why don't I feel fulfilled in my life why don't why am I not excited to wake up in the morning why instead do I dread it believe me this was so hard to do to quit this job to like leave this job I mean it was like a surreal experience when I finally got up the courage to do it I mean I still remember now sitting in my office and like finally leaving my chair and getting up and walking down the hall to like the partner's office to tell him like, it was just, it was like an, I felt out of body when I was doing it. He was just like, so supportive. Like, you know, like, if this is what you need to do, then like, like, okay, good for you. That's exceptional.
0: I need to meet these people. That's pretty exceptional. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, They're really great people. (laughs) you know, they're kind, they're loving, they're hardworking, like all the things, you know, and I wouldn't have known that myself until I actually, because I grew up in a small town with my parents didn't, you know, have jobs like that. And so I didn't even know what that kind of environment was like.
0: When you, you got the courage, and you did what you felt you needed to do. Did you have a plan as to what comes next? No, you didn't. So you didn't know what you were going to do. How did you figure it out?
1: Yeah, so I really didn't know what I was going to do. And that was, again, like such a scary thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like when I leave this, and I couldn't and I spent a lot of time thinking, I mean, I was in that job for I was in my sixth year when I left. So I was two years away from it was an eight year partnership track. So I was in it. I mean, I was you know I was pretty in it.
0: So you know you have to go. You didn't know what you were going to do was part of the the fear, I guess, of the insecurity, was it financial? So that's one thing that a lot of people will say. They'll be like, well, if I don't do this, I have to make a living. So let's address that. Was that one of the motivators? Like, I really should keep this job because of that?
1: Money was a big motivator. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I mean, I was making what I felt like was a lot of money. Yep.
0: And based on what you said, it was from doing good work So there wasn't even the guilt from like it being dirty money, you know, or you have to sell your soul. So let's check that box. We understand there are people listening who may feel like I need a change. My job doesn't have to be a terrible job for me to feel like it's not the one for me. That's Mm -hmm. one box tick. Mm -hmm. I have to pay my bills. We understand. You face Mm -hmm. that as well. Mm -hmm. What were some of the other concerns or apprehensions that you had
1: i really just thought if i don't do this what will i do i I, like this is what i knew i just couldn't i couldn't even see anything else i remember at one point my husband was like well what do you like to do it's like what Mm -hmm. (laughs) i had like no i don't know that like my life wasn't this was not what my life was about my life was not about this like I mean, I said I wanted to be a lawyer since middle school and that's true. But the question is like, why did I want that since middle school? You know what I mean? Like it, it it wasn't based upon like this is something that I love to do or am passionate about. This was a this was a I needed to prove myself. Like this came from a place of lack of, of worthiness. I mean, I see now, I didn't see it then. But I kind of in the household I grew up in and the kind of the area I grew up in I got this idea that there were like two noble professions in the world, lawyer and doctor, and you know i chose I chose lawyer and um I wouldn't have at the time and even throughout you know when I was working towards this in high school and college and law school, I would have had all these reasons why I wanted to be a lawyer, but I know now the real like what was the what was the driving factor you know wow it wasn't that I was interested in the law. It wasn't that I, you know, I mean, yes, of course, there was a part of me that thought I would be able to help people. I think a, I think a lot of people have that. But you can help people in lots of ways. It's not the only way to do it. You know right. what I mean? So, and when I got to law school and I really wasn't that into law school, you'd think that would like throw up some red flags for me. You know what I mean? But no, it was But then like, you're invested going. in it.
0: And you said you got yeah. a scholarship. So then there's the yeah. gratitude that's expected and yeah. And I think that even if this isn't directly related to a career, it, someone in that position would likely, it would come up in other ways. you know. So you, you meet people who they think, well, I'm supposed to get married, right? That's yeah. what you're supposed to do. I'm supposed, supposed to grow up and get married and have kids and have the house and the dog and the fence. And it's not until they're in it that they think, I never even thought about if this is what I wanted. Yeah. Nobody asked me. Right. Is is this, do you love this?
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Right.
0: So bravo for you for allowing yourself to ask the question. A, a difficult one at that.
1: You know, when it was like, so if I leave this job, you know, that then what, I mean, do I even like anything? Do I, do I, I?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, am is like?
1: that... I'm an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What else does an attorney do? <laughs> yeah, I know. Just... But I, at the same time, I had no plan, but I wanted answers. I knew I wanted answers. I knew I needed them. Like, I just felt like I've worked so hard my whole life and not just me, a lot of people have. And part of me that, I think felt really hopeless, but there was this part of me that was like, life can be different from this. Like you Mm. can have a different experience. Even though I felt like I couldn't in a lot of ways, there was, I think there there was part of me, I mean, I know now there was part of me that was telling me like, you can have a different experience. And the interesting thing too was, so I work at this big law firm and they're, they're, they're very well connected. And so it's like, if, if I wanted to get another job for a company, they would have helped me get one. So if I just wanted to, you know, get another job, they would have helped me do that. And with my resume, even, if I, even without their help, I could have gotten another law job or there's a lot of jobs for lawyers, you know what I mean? But I just, I think I, I, I knew that that was not the solution. Like that's not the solution. Like that's not going to solve this. That's going to be like different faces, different places, and I'm going to feel I'm going to feel the same. So,
0: that must have been so conflicting because you have this security or what looks like security yeah versus the unknown, but the unknown is what's drawing you.
1: So exactly. That had
0: to be very difficult. And what you ended up doing, we will get into, but it's almost not the point, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's just that, except that it is what you chose to do and mm-hmm. what you decided to do, not what you expected, even if the expectations were your own. Right. So let's talk about that. Yeah. You, you know you you need to do something. It's not going to be in law. How did you figure it out?
1: So I left that job and after I left, I realized a few things. One, I was not in a good state of health. It was like I had been operating on adrenaline for so many years. When that adrenaline went away, I saw the state of my actual health and it was not good. The other thing I realized that, but I felt absolutely worthless. I mean, I felt the worst I've ever felt about myself. So like you would think that, you know, having done all of the things that I did, just the fact that I did them, I would have some sense of like, well, I've, I've done these things, I, I can do them. Like, yes, I left it, but I did it, you know? And if, if I want to go back, I could, none of that. I felt completely and utterly worthless. Like my value was totally tied up in those things that I had been doing. And I had no sense of, innate value, just like none. It was like, I thought I felt bad in my job. No, no, I felt bad after I left my job. Like that's when the real bad came. Like I felt better actually when I was in my job because then it was like when I left my job and that went away, it was like, I actually saw, like, how do I actually feel about myself? And it was not good. Oh my goodness. And so- Do you think that was
0: affecting your health too? You mentioned that your health was suffering at work. Do you think that that lack of self-worth and needing the job to have worth, do you think that that also affected you?
1: Oh, yeah. Even though I you weren't quite things, aware
0: and hadn't yet put the yeah. pieces together.
1: Yeah, I think these things are all connected. We're yeah. such connected beings.
0: Are you no. willing to talk a little bit about what the health issues were that you saw
1: afterward? Yeah, I mean, I my body just... I just ached everywhere.
0: You seem so um, young. Are you as young as you look? You look very young. <laughs> <laughs> to be having body aches everywhere. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, my body ached everywhere. I you know, I, I sat a lot at work.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Like I'd come home at night and my legs would be swollen.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I
1: sat at I sat a lot, I sat in high heels, you know. It was a high I mean it was it was definitely hard on the body.
0: I bet you look cute though. <laughs>
1: I did love getting dressed in the morning. I will be, be very honest with you. It's one of my favorite parts of the day. But yeah, I so my body just, it was like I ached everywhere. I was super, super tired. I was so tired and I felt so kind of out of it that it was hard for me to even drive somewhere. Yeah, I mean, this is, this was so shocking. Going from being this like super busy all the time, having to perform at a top level, to feeling like I, I don't even know if I can drive somewhere. I mean. You just, I just crashed. I just totally crashed. I mean, I do look at other people and I do kind of wonder about that too, because when we're operating on that, those levels of adrenaline, it's like the adrenaline keeps us going. Yes. yes. It's not our own natural like zest and love for life and energy. Right. It's adrenaline. Right. You know, like I'd wake up in the morning, like, oh my goodness, what time is it? It's like three 50. I should be up by now. I have to check my email. I have to, you know, I mean, it's so. And
0: again, that does show up, not just in our professional lives. Right. And you've, you worked with people, victims of abuse. Mm -hmm. How many of those people just keep going? And that's part of their identity is that I am unstoppable. I'm just going to keep going. I have to keep going. Who else am I going to be? And yeah, if they ever had the time to pull away from it, they would themselves probably crash. And what they saw as energy and as productivity, it could have been what like fear, whatever whatever is driving a person unhealthily. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, it's a it's a fascinating thing. I mean, I've since learned and become very clear on this. Like, we want to be driven by our own energy, not by like fear and stress and adrenaline and we can, we can be, it's possible. But at the time, you know, I was just in this kind of high pressure, fast paced, but you know, we're we're kind of all in it, quite frankly. Like, I mean, I I had that job that people might classify as high pressure and fast paced, but like, we're, that's our experience right now. Like we're kind of all in that high pressure, fast paced experience. and, And then too, I had all sorts of like, I had for years different like issues with like my stomach since I had issues with my stomach since I was in like second grade, but it was like they got worse. Mm-hmm. It was like everything got worse.
0: As it must, right? If it's not mm-hmm. addressed, it it's going to keep raising its head.
1: <laughs> it's it's Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was like, and it was like, I was for the first time just letting it all kind of I wasn't doing it intentionally, but it was just like, it was all just like kind of coming to the surface and coming out. And I wasn't running around like, I'm so busy. I have this to do and this to do and that to do. And it was like, my body kind of had this moment, these moments to relax. and It was like, I saw what's actually going on in my body. And I had this like chronic condition that I didn't even know I had. um, But that actually got way worse too after I left. But I've, I've healed all of these things so you know but at the time obviously it was kind of shocking because I actually really tried to stay in good health I was probably one of the people at the firm who would have been like oh she's in good health I mean I got up at 4 a.m every morning because that was the only time I had to work out and so I got up and I made sure I did it I meditated I did yoga Mm. I made my lunches for work every day pretty much so I could eat healthfully I would like drive home and i didn't have a lot of time to cook at night but i got food at this like vegan organic restaurant on my way home like i really i tried to stay healthy
0: did it ever make you second guess your decision oh yeah it did
1: oh yeah because basically what happened was like my life it got it seemingly seemingly got worse so yeah, I mean, I questioned my decision while I was making it. I questioned my decision afterwards, um, and I did. I felt like I was a failure that I didn't stay when all these other people stayed and continued there, and I didn't. Like I, I, I did. And feel they can like drive.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I can't even drive. I can't even drive
1: in a car right now. And yeah, so it makes it me <laughs> think
0: of whenever I would get acupuncture or my husband, especially when my husband would get acupuncture, he would feel like he had the flu afterward. And so Mm -hmm. his reaction would be like, I don't want to do that again. But it's like, there's a reason you're feeling like that. The stuff has to come out.
1: It has to come out. And that's what it
0: sounds like. It's similar to you on a much grander scale though.
1: Yeah. It was like it had to come out. And so what I did was I was like, okay, I'm going to give everything I have to find the answers. I'm going to make this my full-time job. I'm going to give everything I have to it. And so that's what I did. I threw myself into that. And I, I researched and I read and I tried all these different things. And I really gave them like a good go. I wasn't just like trying something and then just like, like, I was really like, I'm looking for the thing that works. I know things take time. You know, I trained in all these different modalities. I went to see all these different like practitioners and healers. And I took all these workshops and programs and I taught myself how to do all sorts of things. Like I taught myself how to like put together flower remedies and how to do like human design readings. And I did everything for the, my health that I could think of. Like I bought a sauna and I did floats and I did parasite cleanses and I did colonics and I did like the diets and I was looking for results. And so I didn't have like a, no, I'm not going to do this thing because that seems odd or weird. Yeah. All I cared about was I want answers and I want results. And so if it meant going to seeing like a shaman who's dancing around me with instruments or going on a retreat or like walking through the woods barefoot at night, like whatever it was, I was going to do it and I did it. And so I did that for about a year and a half and I had savings from my job that I used. And after a year and a half, so shocking I felt even worse like you think there's a a kind of a bottom to help you know you thought I would thought like okay I've kind of hit rock bottom I felt worse
0: physically or emotionally
1: physically and emotionally so oh, my Carol. physical health got worse that's where this like chronic condition that I had that I didn't realize what it was it it came up so strongly that I was basically... I was basically in pain pretty much all day. Like, I didn't know if I get to sleep that night or what would happen because I felt so bad.
0: Isn't it strange how we get used to things? It's just life. It's just like, well, I'm just just somebody who doesn't sleep. I'm just somebody in pain. I'm just that person. I don't even think about it, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah, It's just who we are.
1: I think what made me feel worse was that I was like, I've tried all of these things and nothing has really worked.
0: Oh, then it's despair.
1: It was so dark because it was like, well... I tried all these things, and nothing has worked. And I've really, really given them. And so yeah, I was just like, well, maybe the answers that I'm seeking, maybe what I'm wanting doesn't exist. You know, this is just what life is, you know, we we work really hard, we, it feels all right, you know, we have moments of joy, maybe here or there on the weekend. And I remember too, talking to one of my colleagues, I had said to him, I was like, but you know, I was like, are you really happy doing this job? Are you really just like, do you just like love it? Does it, and he was just like, no. It's like, but like, that's what life is. You know, it's like, and that's not to say this was him. There, I did work with people who did love it, but this was just this particular person. He was just like, no, but you know, we make good money, we have it good, that's what life is. Like, no, I don't love it, but you know. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I got to the point where I was just like, <laughs> Is that true? Like, is there, is that, is that what life is? And so it was, it, it got, <laughs> my life got darker in a sense because I'm trying all these things and they're not working. And in some instances, I see now that some of them actually made things worse, like they took me down a wrong path.
0: Okay. Before you go further, then, could I ask looking back, are there signs that you would recognize? This is not the right way to go and I ask that for those who may be listening who feel that sort of desperation and and that you we don't want them to do that. So was there right. like a voice in your in your head did you feel like oh this shouldn't but I'm going to anyway was there any sort of road sign that was trying to direct you away from the bad path?
1: So so absolutely. Okay. I would say absolutely. And so for those people and, the, and this is kind of where I'm coming from and actually why I'm doing what I'm doing is because people don't have to go through what I went through. They just don't. The people don't have to go through what I went through. I lacked an understanding of who I was and how I functioned. And because of that, <laughs> these things happened to me, right? But at the same time that I say that, and at the same time I say that other people don't have to go through what I went through, I do believe in a sense that I went through what I went through because it's led me to what I'm doing now. Okay. All of the things that didn't work, it was like that actually benefited me to experience all of the things that didn't work so that I could know what did work.
0: Do you think it was necessary? Do you think there was a way to get to where you are now without, without the, the emptiness and the darkness that you described? I know you benefited from it, but do you know what I mean? Do you feel as though we have to suffer that much in order to figure it out?
1: So I think that's a great question. And I think the answer is no, you don't have to suffer that much. Did I have to go on as long as I did? No. Did I I have to have this entire year where I was basically in pain? Like almost all the time? No. Did I have to have dark moments? I think To a certain extent, I think I was going to. I think for me, for because of what I'm currently doing now, you know, kind of what it led me to. Now, when I kind of look back and I kind of see what this has all led me to, I think I was going to have those moments. I think
0: that's reasonable Um, too, because I I, I don't think Pollyanna is possible. You know, I don't think Mm -hmm. that that is, and the fact that you had spent your entire life working toward some expectation that wasn't your your reality, right? It wasn't what you wanted, then mm-hmm. inevitably there was going to be a conflict. But I'm happy to hear you say it does not have to be a debilitating experience.
1: Right. And I don't think it has to be that long. Okay. I don't think it has to take that much time. You know what I mean? I think I think we're more intelligent beings than that. We can get things quicker than that. Okay. But part of it was too was like I didn't have my bearings. I didn't have my footing. Like I wasn't you know, I didn't kind of see, okay, what are what's the powerful action to take here? What's the thing? You know, I kind of like, it's like, I'd kind of take the thing that was maybe the like a a more like a step that was more towards like, what I would call the truth of who I was. And then I would kind of veer off this way. Do you know what I mean? Because again, I was like trying to get my bearings and trying to find my footing. Because I didn't understand who I was, I didn't understand how I functioned. I didn't understand the action and the thoughts and how to deal with all that, that was going to bring about what it was that I was ultimately wanting, nor did I understand really that I could have what I was ultimately wanting, so.
0: And you didn't have you, you didn't have the person that you have become for other people, you didn't have a guide.
1: I didn't, I didn't have a guide. Like I said, I did see a lot of people unfortunately and i know that they all meant well and i believe i was ac- i was actually it benefited me to see them and i do believe that what they did carries value but it didn't lead me it kind of it led me in the right direction in a way <laughs> <Run about. laughs> a long way around because it showed me like okay these these really aren't the things that move the dial these aren't the things that bring transformation and in fact these can actually confuse some things. You know
0: what I mean? So, so you saw this lack of a guide of a support system. Um, And speaking of support system, did you have any support system, even just well-meaning family, friends, or had they sort of written you off? Like, I don't know what her problem is.
1: (laughs) I I mean, I'm married, so I had my husband. Um, But you know, this is an interesting thing. When you go through something like this, it's, I was kind of in this by myself in a way and it was such a huge departure from the life I had been living it was almost like he had married this person who was like this and then I totally veered you know what I mean that's right so that's a kind of a lot to like and I would say he was super supportive of me leaving my job I mean super supportive and he supported me the whole time when I like I'm not making any more money and I'm not working and I'm I'm really not in a great kind of mental not I'm not really that happy you know I mean I think he did an excellent job of supporting me in the way he could but it wasn't like he was going to be the person to kind of guide me out of this I just don't think that's
0: it sounds almost like a grief like a grieving process that people can be supportive but ultimately like you're carrying, you're the one carrying the load.
1: Yeah. And that's not his kind of pat, like that's not what he does in life. Do you know what I mean? Like, so for for him to all of a sudden me just be like this, this is now what is in your relationship. You know, that's, that's a challenging, interesting. that's a challenging thing.
0: Right. So, so far you've pretty much figured out what you don't want. That's, that's where you're at. I know yeah. none of these things are working. And I guess that does have a place because yeah. you're eliminating them. How did you figure out what you do want?
1: Yeah, so um so one day I'm in mean, this kind of really, you know, not good place, but I'm still trying stuff. And so one day I turned on a kundalini yoga class, didn't even know what kundalini yoga was. I I had done yoga for years, but Never Kundalini Yoga. And I'm just like, you know, I'll, I will try. Like, I'm going to try. I'm going to keep trying things. So the class was really odd. (laughs) Like, we did some really odd things. (laughs) And I'm just like, you know, whatever. I'm game. Like, I'll do it.
0: It doesn't require driving. I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
1: in. Um, But after the class, I, I felt different. I felt different.
0: What was different?
1: I felt better. I felt, like, lighter. So I kept taking these classes, and the more I took them, the better I felt. And the aches and pains in my body, they started to go away. Really? Yeah. And I started to feel energized, and I started to feel clear-minded, and I started to feel inspired. And as I'm doing it, too, all the other stuff that I was doing before, it was like it fell away. It's like, I don't need this other stuff. I'm doing this. And so... I went and I got trained in it, not because I was going to teach it. I was just like, what is this thing that's having such an impact on me? And as as I went through the training, I started to understand, oh, okay, this makes sense. Like, I, I see now why this is helping me. That was like a turning point for me hmm. when I started to do that. So so kundalini yoga, right? So when I went and I got trained in it, what I, what I learned was like kundalini yoga, it's really about you tapping into you that's really what kundalini yoga is about like what do you mean you, like you really it's really about you becoming you and having the physical body and physical structure to support that because like we're physical beings we're in physical bodies so it's like we kind of want to separate like their mind is over here maybe people want to separate the spirituals over here but like here's the thing how your nervous system is functioning <laughs> impacts all these other things, right? So Kundalini Yoga, it's like, it's working on things like your nervous system, it's working on things like your glandular system. And you know, so it's like, it's working on the physical components of the body. But it's also working on the mental, like it's working on your mental components, too. So it's working on your mind, it's working on um, your emotional state, it actually helps to detox, like old suppressed emotions to help get rid of old subconscious beliefs, like it's, Uh, It's doing kind of all this stuff because, again, like we're whole beings. And so, so, but ultimately what it's about, it's about like you. Like you coming into you. Like you being you. Like how do I be me? Like it's not about something outside of you. It's very much you. Like you and your body, you and your mind, you and your emotions. It's it's a very inward focused practice, I think is maybe the best way to put it.
0: That's interesting because it seems as though if I'm understanding what it is, it would almost naturally lead you to whatever career or whatever it is, is good for you. Mm-hmm. Not just that you're good at, mm-hmm. but is, is right for you and good yeah. for you.
1: Yeah. It gave me so much like mental clarity. Oh, the other things. So it was like the aches and pains in my body started to go away, started to feel energized and I actually started to feel good about myself. Like I started to feel innately worthy and innately valuable.
0: Why is that? How was that part of the process?
1: So my position is like now, let's put it this way, like we hold within us great worthiness and great value we have this concept in this experience that we're here and we're in this state like we come to this ex- this experience in this state of like lack in this state of deficiency and in this state of defectiveness and we come into this experience and then we have to become something right it's like we come into this experience and then now we have to go become something what i've learned in my position is that that that's actually untrue We actually come into this experience with great knowing. We come into this experience with gifts. We come into this experience with great creativity. We come into this experience innately valuable and worthy. We are not here to become anything. What we're here to do though, is to revel in our own creativity, to be challenged by this experience, to be like inspired by this experience but it's like we come with that creativity, we come with that knowing, and then we're like expressing it out into the world. When when we come from that place, it's like we don't have to become anything, we don't have to get something from outside of us, all we have to do is tap into who we really are. And once we do that, it's like our world changes, our experience changes, because like now we're coming from what I would say is our fundamental nature. Like we're being who we are, and that is a magnificent thing.
0: Right. I'm processing all of this as you describe it. And as you describe it, it seems that the former, the way we're accustomed to looking at life, will almost inevitably fail for the majority of us because the majority of us never think about that. And even the simple question that your husband asked you so long ago, well, what, what do you want to do? I don't think that that's a common question. No. And, and it feels almost like entitlement. Who do you think you are? Just get a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you just get a job and be grateful for having a job,
1: right? Right. Exactly. That's, that's such a perfect example of the mentality. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And lo and behold, we have a lot of really successful air quotes unhappy people. That's what
1: we have. Yeah, that's exactly what we
0: Interesting. have. Interesting. This is fascinating. Okay.
1: So I would say you're absolutely right. You're kind of like it's like we're setting ourselves up for failure, or maybe failure is not the best word. Unhappiness.
0: Yeah, absolutely, um, a lack of contentment. Yeah. Even if you look it's happy, like, right? Because you said because yeah. you said that you looked from the outside, you had it all.
1: Yeah. What Kundalini Yoga did is it helped tap me into ultimately tapped me into me which is why then i started to feel inspired after i started to do kundalini yoga i started to feel energized we actually we actually have our own way of like kind of pro, if you want to call it producing or taking in energy and really like what energizes us is when we're being ourselves That's actually how we get our energy. And more specifically, when we're operating from a place of our own gifts and talents, that's how we actually get energy. So I started to feel energized. I started to feel inspired. I started to feel worthy because I started to understand who I was. It was like before I was almost living from this false sense of self. And the way I put it is it's almost like we've hidden ourselves from ourselves. Right. But like we're there and all we have to do if we tap into that, it's like everything changes.
0: So what did it look like for an attorney, former attorney, to feel inspired? <laughs> was that, and i really not, I'm, I'm not uh, trying to demean it, just the opposite. I would imagine if that was a new experience for someone who, academia was kind of your strength, and mm-hmm. now to feel inspiration from within yourself, what? Was that like?
1: Yeah, so that was a really interesting experience because everything that I had ever done before it was like I needed to like push it out. <laughs> you know, like I need to like work and grind to like get this brief written or get this thing done. And it was like it just zapped me of my energy. It was like it just took everything I had to like get these briefs written. And you know, it's just so hard and it was such a grind. And man, is so different. <laughs> when I start to become inspired is when I started to kind of create and write my programs and do all the things that I'm doing now but it was it's like these things they just it's like they kind of they I don't want to say come to you but kind of they kind of things just kind of come to you it's like they're flowing through you and the other thing about it is they energize you so it's like now when the now with the things I do they don't deplete me they energize me yeah and the whole process is something that I enjoy it's not like let me just try so hard to get this thing done and once I get it done oh please let it be done thank god it's done <laughs> I see yes now it's like the the process of what I'm doing is something that I enjoy is something that energizes me is something that lights me you know It's so wildly different. And I I actually do believe some of my attorney colleagues were inspired. Um, But that just wasn't, you know, but that wasn't the thing for me. And it is for them. It's actually how we get abundance in life. Because abundance is more than just money. I had a lot of money as an attorney. I would not say it was abundant. I had a lot of money. There's a big difference.
0: Excellent point. Yes.
1: And if I would have just known that... Do you know what I mean? Instead of, again, like I went into that profession for all the wrong reasons. I did for all the wrong reasons from this place of lack of worthiness, lack of value, needing like all the things. I wasn't tapped into like, what were my gifts? What were my talents? Like, what was the thing for me? And again, I regret none of this because I know it's brought me to where I am today. But it was hard for me. Whereas when you're operating from a place of your own gifts and your own talents when you're operating from a place of your own fundamental nature then things aren't that they're not hard like that they're not a grind like that and you just if you think about it right we each have our own kind of fundamental nature our own gifts our own talents our own creativity our own ways to express in the world and it's just like when we operate from our fundamental nature there's this like flow and this this ease to that in a sense there's this joy to that right it's just like a dog's fundamental nature is to walk around on four legs. Well, if you made a dog walk around on two legs, it could do it probably if you forced it to in some way, but it's never gonna feel good. It's never gonna have that ease, that flow. is like when we're in our fundamental nature, like we have these fundamental natures that I would say they're glorious. And yet we're walking around like, oh, I'm so in this state of lack. I'm so in this state of, you know, deficiency. I need this thing and that thing. and. We're, we're kind of perpetuating life being hard because then we're not just embracing our own fundamental nature, and so.
0: Then we have a credit card bill because, yeah, I think one of the ways people do that, I've, I know, is you buy, right? You go and you get the things. It's not just the things we do, it's the things we get to fill the, the void.
1: Oh my goodness, that is such an excellent point. And I did that when I was working, so I was making all this money. Sure. And I did. I was feeling bad, so I almost every morning I would buy something. And I'd have this momentary whoo, you know, like, oh, that felt good. We and again, it's like we're we're told this and the messaging is this, like buy all these things outside of you, spend all this money and buy all these things outside of you and those things are going to make you happy. And again, these things aren't bad things. They're they're beautiful things. I love that we can buy all these beautiful things. But if you're looking for that to to like make you happy or, or make you have feel worthy or valuable or all those things like it's not going to it's what i've found is that it's really an internal understanding it's you being in the truth of who you are it's you being in your fundamental nature and there is so much power to that beyond just like like okay when i understood this then of course i started to feel good but your whole life your whole your whole world will change your relationships will change, like dramatically change. The way people treat you will change, like what you experience will change because it's almost like everything is coming from here and then it's coming out.
0: And then the empowerment that I would imagine that would come from it, it would um, deflect people who would take advantage of you or mistreat you because you wouldn't be drawn to that anymore. (laughs) You would feel so comfortable in, in in your own space.
1: It's true. You really, you have this totally different experience. It's almost like if you could imagine, it's like you're on a different frequency. Mm. And so who shows up in your experience and what it's just everything is different. You'd be amazed. Like it's like everything in life feels and looks so different to me. It's so interesting because it's like I'm in the same experience that I was in before and yet it's totally different. But we just have such a different kind of societal kind of messaging and it, it actually the way it takes place is I mean there's a it, it's not kind of it's not just like people get unlucky I mean there's the way like our brains are structured in a certain way when we're children and all of these things can lead to us taking on all these beliefs that aren't true and them staying in the subconscious and us operating from them and so there's a there's a very clear actually way in which this happens. And as there's a clear way in which it happens, too, there's clear ways in which you can change it. Right. I
0: was going to say that's really encouraging because then there's a path you can walk back and, and fix it.
1: Yeah.
0: Let me ask you a question. If it's too sensitive, you can tell me. You don't want to answer it. Mm-hmm. Um, you indicated that the path that you took started when you were very young based on just the environment you grew up in. Mm-hmm. Have your relationships from that time period, from people of that time period, been adversely affected by this? Because I know it can very often be that when we do better for ourselves, it's almost like a fracturing because we're changing the dynamic of what once was.
1: Yep. So I love this question. So one of the things that um, I was told by a lot of the people that I saw after I left my job, it was almost like I had chosen a A path in a sense that I was really on this hardcore I need answers path right and it's almost like okay well when you're on this path you know these other people in your life they need to like like my husband for instance like the kind of thing was like he needs to like get on board with this you know what I mean like he needs to decide like is he going to kind of get on board with this or not and um and, and kind of a lot of the messaging in the kind of that kind of wellness space that I came across was like it's almost like you need to keep leaving these things right because now you're different and you're going this way and these people have to decide are they going to come that way with you like or not you know and and here's what I've what I've found when you change you truly everything in your experience changes so like at first when I first started on this I would kind of be like I'm searching. I'm trying all these things. I'm questioning everything, right? So I'm I'm very much in this state of like, oh, this thing isn't like we need to do this thing or not this thing or like we need to change this. And when I first started doing it, it was like I kept trying to like kind of like get my husband to do it too. Sure. It didn't really work, right? And at the same time too, I did. I, I thought, I think again, we set a low bar for ourselves. But when I was working, I would have said that my husband and I had this like really good relationship. But there's part of me too that kind of knew like that had some level of dissatisfaction with that relationship. But my thing was again like, well, we get along and we don't fight and you know. And you know, we we've gotten along for like we are, you know, like, we're happy together or whatever. But again, it was like I was setting this kind of low bar, but it was like part of me knew there was more. So I leave my job and I'm, at first, like, I'm getting all this advice from all these people and it's like I'm trying to get him to, like, kind of do the things with me in a, in a way. Like, it's like I've chosen this kind of path and now he should come too. You Which know? ironically kind of,
0: is exactly I'm, what led to your
1: your unhappiness. <laughs> <laughs> is thinking I have to do this thing. <laughs> I know and so and all these people are kind of telling me like you've kind of you're gonna be a different person now and he needs to decide is he gonna kind of you know but no pressure no pressure but this is a common thing in the wellness space that it's kind of like just keep leaving things behind right just keep kind of cutting things off and leaving things behind and here's the thing like when I stopped trying to get him to do stuff and I focused solely on myself and I actually changed myself Our relationship completely changed. I didn't, it's not like I sat down and had conversations with him or we talked or we, nothing. Our relationship completely changed and it gave me an understanding of what, how truly amazing a relationship can actually be. My relationship with my mother has changed. My relationship with my brother has changed. And it's, again, it's not because I sat down with them and told them stuff or talked to them, none of that. I changed me and it's like how they show up in my experience now is totally different. It's the most fascinating, it it truly is the most fascinating thing. Like it has fascinated me because we have all these people running around trying to like argue with people or trying to change them or blaming them, blaming them, right? Like I'm going to blame you for, I did this to my husband. It's like, I'm going to blame you in my mind. I didn't really do it um, to his face. Cause I don't, I'm just not like that. But in my mind, I'd be like blaming him for things, you know, it's like, we, we tend, again, it's so outward focused. I'm telling you, like, it's, 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 am- I mean, it's amazed me. It's surprised me. It's delighted me. It's like these, these relationships in my experience have to- like they've totally changed almost like without me mm. doing anything to change the relationship. All I did was change me which is so empowering right because you can yes. always change you but when you start to like i need to i need this person to change i need that person to change like then you're in a very disempowered state because like you need how are you going to do that I like need. you know right,
0: right. Um, i have to say two things that i really like about what you said one is that it is without manipulating other people which I think comes usually from desperation of some sort, like your control, mm-hmm. you're insecure, whatever it might be. And on the surface, if we didn't hear your whole story, it could have sounded as though this is a very selfish way of being, because so much of the focus is on ourself. But as mm-hmm. you describe it, there comes a sense of responsibility to for ourselves as well. So Mm -hmm. it is not selfish, is actually, it sounds very loving and Mm. it can be serving the people around you, but in a way that is without controlling, without even an agenda. And that isn't to say that there aren't standards. And in fact, the way you describe it, it almost feels as though you can stick to your standards in a much truer way. Um, Mm -hmm. because it's who you are it's not just what you do
1: yeah and so i love that you brought this up because the thing is it's like the truth of who you are is love through and through that's the truth of who you are that's the truth of who everyone is they are love through and through and so when you tap into that and you're being you what you're putting out into the world it's love like you're looking at these people like now I look at my husband from this place of, oh, he's so unique and he's so special. And I'm just like kind of just enjoying and reveling in his like uniqueness and his specialness and like all the things he does. Because now I'm I'm coming from this place of not this place of lack, not this place of need, not this place of disempowerment. I mean, you want to talk about serving and benefiting others, I would say. Be in the truth of who you are. Right. Because also, too, you're going to have that energy as opposed to like kind of putting out all this energy and just being depleted. Like It's like you put everything out there and then you're just like depleted.
0: Right. It it makes sense. I mean, you think of these really unhealthy relationships where there's this weird codependency of looking to the other person to fill whatever Mm -hmm. we're lacking. And then you become resentful because they still aren't doing it as though they ever could
1: (laughs) yeah, or as
0: though it's their responsibility.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so the interesting thing too about our relationship is so like I'm in this relationship with him for, you know, all of these years and from the outside, I think it looks really good, but I could not, I did not think he loved me. He's very, he's only ever acted in ways that are loving Yet I could not, Uh, I couldn't, I just, like, why? Because I didn't love myself. Right. Again, this is so interesting to me because, like, yes, my job is not there anymore, but so many things in my life are the same. I have the same husband. I have the same mother. I have the same brother. I'm in the same body. But yet, like, my life has so completely changed. It's fascinating. Mm Mm-hmm. So what I do now is I have these, I call them optimization programs and a coach, and then I have coaching too. So it's optimization programs and coaching. And what I do is I've, I developed these programs myself based upon everything that I learned, everything that I've been through and what I found out along those ways. In my work, I saw so many people that were just so exceptional, such wonderful people. They had worked so hard. And I know this isn't just the people I worked with. I know this is people. Not all of those people that I worked with were unhappy. Again, some of them, they were in a really good spot for them, but some of them maybe weren't. Or in some instances, if they had these knowings and understandings, they could be in that job and have a totally different experience of it. Basically, I'm setting people up for life. Like, here's the knowings and understandings. And if you have these and if you apply these, like, for the rest of your, like, you know, it's kind of setting you up to, like, be you, to be in this experience and be you, to be in this experience and express you, like, your gifts, your talents, your magnificence. And I also did it in a way that I, that I would say is um, effective and efficient because I know people are so busy And so it's like, I spent years trying to figure these things out and going to see all these practitioners and doing all this stuff. But, you know, most people don't like I like they don't have time to do stuff like that. And when I was working, I didn't have time. And it would have been really great if I could have had something like this while I was working, then I wouldn't have had all the kind of trauma and the drama of leaving that job. So I did it in a way that I really had in mind, like, can the busiest people do this and get results from it? And it not have this huge, like this like strain on their life. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I want it to be super efficient and super effective. And so
0: Kara, this is fascinating. It is much more detailed than I anticipated, and I'm grateful for it. <laughs> the theme of this podcast is how do you want to be seen? And as a photographer, I say over and over again that when I ask my clients that, their mind immediately goes to what they think they should look like in their picture. And it has so little to do with that. Mm. It has nothing, in fact, to do with that, because it's my belief from my experience that if I know how you want people to know you, I can create the most beautiful portrait of you Mm. you'll ever see, because I'm showing you you. Mm. which seems to fit kind of hand in glove with everything that you do um, on a very different level. I understand, but still it's, it's powerful. So I want to ask you, how do you want to be seen?
1: Yeah. So when I was looking at your podcast, I just, I loved this. I loved this concept. I loved this question. Um, so I, I want to be seen as being fully me, just I'm like 100% me without reservation, without any sort of holding back, without any sort of maybe I shouldn't be this or maybe I shouldn't be that, like this is who I am and I'm and I will put that out there to everyone I'm around and own that fully.
0: Beautiful, thank you. Thank you for sharing so much of your time. This is really fascinating.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. I so enjoyed being here.
0: Do you see what I mean? As you listened to Kara describe the changes that she had to make, Despite the difficulties, despite the feeling of often overwhelm and despair, she decided probably over and over again that she was just going to do this, and the results have changed her life. And in listening to her, it's reasonable to think it's probably touched many of the lives around her. The more I worked on this episode... It allowed me time to really contemplate how many times in my life I knew I needed to make a change. And, and yes, the change itself may have required work, even a significant amount of work. But very often I have to admit that the greater work, the greater courage came in with the daring Did I dare do something different? Did I dare recognize that the path I was on now was not the right one, was not the good one? I will admit there have been many, many times when I saw that I needed something different and yet stayed with what was familiar. I'm going to listen to this conversation again. And probably again And compare And see how I'm doing I would like to know how you feel about it Can you relate to Kara? Have you had to make changes Large or small And felt as though The daring, the deciding Was at least as big as the doing And if so How did it turn out for you? I also want to ask you if you know of anyone whose story can touch someone's life, like Kara's, like any of my guests. If so, please make the introductions. And in the meantime, I'm going to ask you once again to be safe, because as we see the numbers rise and fall, it feels as though it's becoming as much about the feelings that this pandemic is evoking as the numbers who are affected. So please, please be safe. Please be kind. And always, always thank you for listening.